Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. I do podcast episode 41. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're excited to introduce our guest today, Dr. Monica Mandel. Hey, Monica. Hi. How are you today? Fine, great. How are you? We're excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Monica Mandel has a PhD in psychology and has been the director of client services for Selective Search, a national upscale boutique matchmaking firm since 2007. Her experience working for Selective Search, along with her psychology background, has led her to become a noted relationship expert. She is a regular featured guest on the Philadelphia affiliate stations for Fox, CBS, and ABC. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Great. Yes, I got my PhD in psychology after I got my master's degree, and what was unique about it is that I was working, and when I started to think about a family, I decided to get my advanced degree which most people wait until their kids are older, but I'm so happy I did it when they were younger because now I know just how hard it is when they are older. And once I got my doctorate, I stayed home for a while, raised my children, and I definitely wanted to get back in the workforce. And I was thinking of a career that was happy, first and foremost, and that would allow me some flexibility in terms of being a professional and a mom. And I got into the matchmaking field for that reason, because it seemed like the perfect fit with my degree, being a people person, being very good at reading people and introspection, that I would find people love. Mm -hmm. So I started with Selective Search back in 2007, and since then I have been a matchmaker a dating coach, and a noted relationship expert, especially through my writing of blogs for the Philly Post and now the Huffington Post. Excellent. Well, that's great that you've been able to help so many people in Philadelphia and I'm sure around around the country, maybe even around the world with this podcast. We're broadcast internationally, so it's a great thing to be able to do. Yes, and I really appreciate it. And the field of relationships is so hot right now. It seems like the buzzwords are how do people meet, what are they attracted to, how does one stay together? And it seems to be the topic of so many media outlets via the TV and print as well. So those of us that are lucky enough to be in this field, I think, are in it just at the right time because it is such a topic of interest that so many people want to know about. Yeah, and it should be because life is about the relationships you have, and we should make those as as good as they can possibly be. Absolutely, and that's what we do most of all. We want to bring people together that are well-suited. We want to talk to people about not only what they are looking for, but what in their past they want not to repeat. And we are creatures of habit. So even though we might think this kind of personality is not for us, if that's what we're drawn to, 
we keep on going back and back. So when you have a relationship expert and coach by your side, you really can start to break these patterns and move forward into healthier, happier relationships. And that's really what I try to focus on. And it's not just finding the love, but it's using a therapy approach as well to what is the best love for you, what is the best package for you. Absolutely. And I think our topic today is something that I'm sure you've given a lot of advice about. And I'm excited to share it with our listeners is how ordinary routines can bring you and your spouse closer. So we'll dive right in and talk about how some ordinary everyday activities can bring us closer in a relationship. Well, that's a perfect topic. Uh, I wrote something close to that for the Huffington Post recently that did very, very well. And why people were so interested and drawn to that is because dating is fun. It's exciting. It's got all moments of ups and very few downs. And then once you get into the world of marriage, it's same old, same old, and you start to have your kids, and you find yourself just discussing school, mortgage, car payments, and work. And then people start to get bored and think that they're unhappy. But in reality, what we need to do is realize that just because life is not totally exciting and exhilarating all the time, like when we first meet our love, does not mean it doesn't have many, many parts that are better. And stable and equilibrium can be much better than all that excitement. So focusing on things like what I like to do in my marriage, I thought would be a good topic to talk to other people about. We love to take walks. I'm not a big uh, gym person or lifting weights person. So we have a great walking trail by where we live, and we really try to take walks and put the phones on vibrate or leave them where they belong at home for an hour. (laughs) Leave them. (laughs) It's a great time for you and your spouse just to talk about something else. If you're taking a four or five mile walk, you're not going to be talking about the mortgage payments the whole time, I can assure you. So right. <laughs> it, gets, it gets you thinking and you're obviously walking. It's not pouring raining if you're walking or incredibly hot. So you're picking a day that's a good day for that activity. And it gives you a chance to get out of the house and do something you like, but also just new surroundings, new topics. We always do the food shopping together. Although cooking is not my favorite activity, I certainly like to eat. (laughs) And my husband is a great cook. So we always go together. And it's an hour activity. But by the time you think about what are we going to make and what are we going to do and we're in the aisles together, it sounds strange, but it is great for bonding. I also think that people need to still court each other and date each other even though they are married regardless Mm -hmm. of how many years so if the kids are little either get a sitter ask a family member or have a friend where you can watch their kids and they can watch your kids and 
even if it's once every other month, make sure you get out for a nice meal together and you really get a chance to talk and bring back the romance. And for an anniversary or a birthday, really get a grandparent, an aunt, a sibling, or a good friend to take the kids for the weekend, and then you do the same for them and get a getaway. Even if it's a bed and breakfast an hour away, you really have to plan for special moments like this because if you don't, it does tend to be that one day blends into the other and you really forget to take a moment and smell the roses. Yeah, it's it's similar to, to date night. And we've had a couple guests on that talk about that and how important it is to carve out a time, commit to it and, and make it happen every time and make it also creative and a little bit different. Absolutely. I think just like you make time for your doctor's appointments, your beauty appointments and your work commitments, you have to make time for your spouse. And I think as years go by, that's the last thing that people put on their calendar is time for their spouse. And that can be where a marriage feels like it's getting into a little bit of trouble. So you really have to say, I am carving out time for my husband, for my wife, just like I do for everything else, a PTA meeting, a dentist, haircut. We're making our spouse put right in the calendar and we want to make sure that we have time for them and that it's quality time. So cell phones away, no texting, no emails. I cannot tell you how many times I go out to lunch or to dinner and I look around me, which is what I do, and everyone, and I'm sure me included, has their head down in their cells. Mm -hmm. When you're with your spouse, you really need to make a conscious decision that You're not looking at it. I understand if you have kids, you feel a little anxious, you want to make sure nobody needs you, fine. But put it, you know, under your leg, and if it vibrates, take a quick look. But do not have it on the table where you're constantly picking it up to see who's calling you. It's distracting, and it's really not fair. Yeah, and and you mentioned it a little bit about being conscious, but you have to be part of putting the technology away is being conscious, being mindful that you're together with your partner and that you're present uh, emotionally because just because you're present physically doesn't mean you guys are working on your relationship and making it stronger. I completely agree and that's an excellent point. So being present in the moment, eye contact, smiles, holding hands, arms locked around each other, It is these simple gestures that we tend to forget about that really make the difference. When I've talked to people in the past, I've said, as much as you can, say, I love you. I'm not saying five times a day, but make a conscious effort a few times a week to let them know. Send a little flirty text during the day once in a while. It's something you don't do to your spouse, but you will do to your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's time to date our spouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say when you leave for work or when you came back from work, you give a quick peck on the cheek. It means something. It's that little interaction. It's the physical closeness that makes people connect as opposed to walking in the door as most people do and someone is saying who's making dinner and the other one is saying who's giving the kids a bath. Yes, that is 
reality, and that is life. But if you take an extra second to kiss your spouse hello on the cheek and say, hi, how was your day, for one minute, and then break up the tasks, it makes a difference. Yeah, these things are so important, and the flip side of not doing them is conflict in the relationship, and that's something we want to try to avoid. We heard the analogy, it's like weight gain, where you don't notice that you gain 20 pounds, wake up one day and say, hey, I'm 20 pounds. It happens slowly over time, and if it's a pound a year, and then all of a sudden, you're 10, 20 pounds overweight, and it didn't happen at once, and it I like that analogy because it's the same as a relationship where if you're not checking in and constantly doing these things to stay connected to your spouse, you're going to you're going to have conflict over time. Yes. Yes, and that is why people are finding themselves in conflict because we are back to a stage where it's two people are working so it's not one at home really doing the child rearing and one working. They're both out of the house. So when they come back at 5, 6, 7 o'clock at night, two people have to think about dinner. Two people have to think about child rearing, the bath, the homework, the lunches the next day. So if you're not in sync, it's very difficult. There's one line in the article that you wrote that I really liked, and it was, um, let me find it here. It was, the quality of time spent together makes all the difference and ultimately sets the foundation for enduring love and happily ever after. And I really, I really love that. I think it's so true, and I think it's just a, a line that people can really relate to. And that was in your article that we found on the Huffington Post. Right. Yes. And and it is quality, not just quantity. As we spoke about earlier, you can be present, but not present in the moment. So if you really take the time to make one hour worth every single minute, that's much more important than spending a day together that it's two parallel people, but there's no quality of time together. Mm -hmm. And you really want to set a foundation for a long-lasting relationship because... That's the way it happens, slow and steady. And like you said, a a relationship is not going to work overnight and it's not going to get destroyed overnight. It takes time. And that time and effort should really be put into making it the best it can be. And it's not every day, it's not every week, but it has to be something that you're thinking about and that's a priority to you to accomplish. Yeah, that you're making a conscience effort. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, in the article that you you wrote, you gave a bunch of different examples of ordinary tasks and you you went over shopping, uh, food shopping and doing afternoon walks that you like to do. And some of the other ones for our listeners were staycations, car rides, a day in town as a tourist, pillow talk, and then you know, a new one that actually Chase and I did re- recently was beautifying the outside of your house. And we actually just uh-huh. planted a little garden. So doing little things like that. And it was, uh, it's, it was a lot of fun. And, and it's something that we, that we're still working on together. And it, it's a great little activity. Yes. And I think the more you do together and things that you can visualize together and take pride in together makes all the difference. Like, You planted your garden. So when you come back from work and you see it and you smile, you think of Chase Mm -hmm. and that the two of you did that together. 
And those are the kinds of thoughts and memories that make you want to walk into a house and hug and kiss and be together. So the more that you can find common ground on and then do those things together, the closer it will bring you. And it does not have to be things that are extravagant or expensive. It can be planning a garden. It can be going into town and being a tourist and seeing sites that you never see. I can tell you in Philadelphia, we never go to the Liberty Bell unless someone comes in from out of town. Yeah. And then we, and then we go and, and we stare at the crack and think, okay, whatever. As opposed <laughs> to people who are here from out of town who are taking pictures and reading the history right. and really taking it all in. So I always say I love when people come and visit us because we get to do what's literally in our backyard that we should be doing, and we haven't exposed ourselves or our children to it, and it's fun. Walking around town is fun. You just don't do it if it's 15 minutes from your house. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's easy not to do these things. It, it takes – I don't want to say it's hard because that's a common cliche is relationships are hard. To me, that that's kind of can put people off. It's not easy, but it's so worth the what you're going to get out of it that I wouldn't even call it, it – it's, it's much harder – if you don't do it, and and then your relationship has stress on it and everything else. I think once people implement simple things in their life, like what we are talking about, they're going to find that it's really not as hard as they think it is to have a good relationship. I think when people say it takes a lot of work and it's hard, it's because they're really starting from the bottom up. And it's not something that they've grown accustomed to over the years of the relationship. Yes, communication needs to be worked on and it can be a difficult task. But overall, if you're practicing good communication skills and if you're practicing being together and if you're making a conscious decision to spend quality time together and to prioritize the relationship as number one, it doesn't tend to be as hard as Five years down the road, someone is teaching you for the first time how to be a couple. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, even us doing this podcast has been so valuable because it's made us more conscious of a lot of things and caused us to work on them. In the end, it's not harder. It makes everything easier and better. Oh, absolutely. If you have a great person by your side and they are your partner, your soulmate, your best friend, your confidant, and your lover, you've got it all. So that makes your life stable and happy, and it makes you a confident person. If you don't have that by your side, it's not a good feeling. So everyone wants to strive to have that je ne sais quoi in their life, that person that just makes them whole and makes them feel great about themselves. But it's not just about that person. It's about you, too. And that's what I tell people. It's not about you finding the perfect person, but you also doing your best to be a great mate to them. So you've got to meet in the middle and both put in the effort. And it doesn't have to be 100% every day, and it doesn't have to feel like homework, but the best you can do. If you go to bed every night and say, night, see you in the morning, sweet dreams, that's something. Mm-hmm. It takes no effort, but it lets the other person know you care. 
Absolutely. Well, I love that. And and we love that. And we love those examples that you've given to our listeners. So we know that they'll be able to take those home and and give them a try in their relationship. And hopefully it will will help keep their relationship exciting. Yes. And you two are so lucky that you get to hear all this advice and then (laughs) what the best best is and then implement it into your relationship. So that. We should really be speaking to you more often and seeing what you put in your relationship <laughs> because you guys really have uh, everything at your fingertips now with all the experts you're having on your show. It's amazing. Yeah, we're really lucky, but but that's why we record them and then put them out there for for everyone <laughs> yeah. for everyone else to benefit. So right, we're we're happy to share that. What do you find is the most common reason couples struggle in their relationship? Lack of communication. I think that people don't understand the basic concept of it's not what you say, but how you say it. So people feel that they're always being attacked and put down. The other person will say that's not at all what I meant, etc. So I think it's the basic communication is why there's a breakdown. And when people learn how to say things in a nicer, sweeter way and people really hear how they're speaking, their tone, things can improve dramatically. Yeah, it's amazing how much of communication is about tone and nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Right, and now everybody texts. They don't even speak. So the younger group courts by... Uh, K and uh, right, uh, right. Everything is abbreviated. So, uh, if you have a good time, they're just going to text you. And I tell the twenty and thirty somethings, do something old fashioned. Pick up a phone and say thank you. Yeah. Speak <laughs> to each other. Do not text. So, I find that that's going to be more and more difficult that when people really have to speak and it's not just all done by their mobile device, what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's the world we live in and it's a great point that so much of communication is difficult, but put in just words and texting on a phone and there's, it can be very ambiguous and there's zero, yeah, there's zero emotion there. So mm-hmm. if, if that's the only way you're communicating, you want to, like you said, pick up the phone and and that's probably going to help you out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That's what I tell them. Pick up a phone, thank people after a date, speak to them at night, don't just text or email. You want to get to know someone, you need to be with them. Again, cell phones, I understand people don't have landlines, so either speak on your cell phone or meet in person. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first. My question has to do with our topic of bringing you closer to your spouse uh, with doing ordinary tasks. At what point does a couple need to focus on on doing these tasks? Is it, is it something that they should do from the very beginning and just incorporate it into their relationship at all times? Or is it something that maybe they start to incorporate in it once they're having problems or issues? What would you recommend? Well, I think when you're first getting to know each other in the courtship phase, common ground is what's going to bring you together. So whether you like tennis or hiking or biking 
or the theater, the symphony, or just reading next to each other and talking about a book afterwards. That's how the dating process will evolve. So when you see what each of you likes and things that you can do together that you enjoy, that's something you should keep up as best as you can always. Because if you wait until there's an issue, although it's never too late to fix a problem and you should always implement good structure, when there's an issue, it feels like homework rather than natural. So I would say that for the group that is dating and then becomes serious and moves on to an exclusive committed relationship or marriage, that whatever your common ground is, you really have to make a conscious effort to incorporate that in your lives as much as possible. Weekends, vacations, evenings, etc. Well, my question is along the same lines of a couple that's trying to do, you know, different activities. And if one of the partners is just refusing or is not very receptive to doing these, how can the other partner communicate with them or, or try to make it something that, that they're able to start doing some activity? Well, one way is just to bring it up and say, hey, we used to love canoeing and we haven't done it in forever. I hear that this weekend is going to be perfect on the river. Why don't we try to pack a lunch and make a trip? A. B, if you really think that it's not going to happen and you're frustrated, I strongly believe in a third party because I believe relationships should be saved and can be saved, and people should do everything that they can to make things work. So if you bring in a person and they help the communication style, they help understanding why one person may be reticent and the other person wants to do it, at least then everything is out in the open. And people can be reluctant to do things, maybe they just don't feel great and they don't want to tell the other one, you know, I'm not in shape to do something or they're just overwhelmed with stress at work and they don't want to burden the spouse or it could be that they're just not happy in the relationship. So whichever way it is, at least if you're engaged in some type of therapy, if you're finding it hard to communicate with your spouse, it's out in the open and I'd rather know than not know me personally what's happening in the relationship. So I think that people should do whatever they can to gain knowledge of where their spouse is standing and where they're standing with their spouse. Well, that's great information for our listeners. So no excuses. If you're trying to do something and you both are on board, great. And, and if you're struggling, go seek a third party. Absolutely. I think that relationships should be saved, as I said, but also don't give up. I think that too many people just give up or they look at their neighbors, their best friends, their siblings, and they think, oh, their relationships look so great. Look, they're always smiling and laughing and holding hands and doing things together. You never know what goes on behind closed doors, so don't be fooled by anything. Yeah. 
but make sure that what you have is what you want and it's the best you think it can be. And if you want more, you should get more and you should definitely talk to someone if, in fact, the two of you are not speaking to each other. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions, and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Monica, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I am. What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Kiss hello, kiss goodbye, kiss goodnight. I love it. That's three things, but it all involves a kiss. I'm just right, kidding. It involves, <laughs> right, but it involves a kiss, yep. it involves physical contact, and it involves closeness. That is really important. So even if you do one kiss, but I'm just saying in principle, if you make it a habit to kiss goodbye on the cheek, they come back from work, you come back from work, kiss hello. You get into bed, you just kiss goodnight and say, sweet dreams. That says something. We love it. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? Well, that's a good question, and I don't have that uh, perfect answer yet, but I can certainly think about it and email you. I have just found that I've done so much one-on-one coaching that uh, the people would rather have that interaction Uh and read about it because sometimes I find that when they read a book, then they bring the book. I've seen this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it says here that I should do. And so that can be a little bit casting a wide net that doesn't really fit each person as opposed to individual coaching. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a book. That's why I mean, right. I mean, I think a book is a great idea, but a lot of times then people read it and that's, they want to implement just that and one size does not fit all. Well, that's very true. Well, thank you for that. We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? Yes. I would say try to watch your wedding video or at least flip through your album on anniversaries because I think it is so important to remember what brought you together regardless of how many years down the pike. Just reliving, seeing the the man in his tux and the woman in her beautiful dress and, and the picture of you taking your vows and your bridal party and the family all around you brings back all the warmth and all the treasures of that day that tend to get lost on every other day of the year. So I tell couples on anniversaries, Sit down, and if there's a video, great, because that's always the funniest, just to see as years go by. I know we were married in the 80s, and you put on that video, you can't imagine. I mean, <laughs> the shoulder pads and the, and the Big hair. And the, it's, it's, just, it's, it's dynasty to the max. But even going through our album, it's just so much fun just seeing those pictures. You'll have an 8 by 10 in your house of your bridal portrait, but it's a little different than flipping through the album. So I say anniversaries, you sit down together and do one or the other just to really remember the wedding day and what brought you together and the love that you shared. Because that's the, if you can take any amount of that 
experience and keep it going, that's amazing. And you're a winner. If you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Treat each other with dignity and respect. That's the most important advice I can give you because I think that you... I, I, I heard a saying, I just attended a lecture, and I think it was really a great saying. People say, you want to treat people like you yourself would want to be treated, but really in a successful relationship, you want to treat the person like they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I think you really have to take a moment to think, what makes my spouse happy? It's easy to think what makes you happy, and you want your spouse to do this, for you, and then you flip it and say, and since that makes me happy, that's what I'll do for them. But if you're really introspective and you really want to dig deep into the relationship, you're going to treat them like they want to be treated. And that's trickier. Well, that's great. Treat others how they want to be treated. I know that's it's a very important advice. Easier said than done, but it's but, definitely... But, <laughs> but if you really think about it, it makes sense because if you say, you know, I'm going to treat you like I would want you to treat me, that's about you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and not all of us want to be treated the same and not all of our spouses want us to treat them the same. So if you really stop and think, what are what's their sensitive points? What do they need in their day? That's more giving than you saying, this is what I need and I'm going to give them the exact same. Absolutely. Well, that's great advice and we really enjoyed hearing it all and what you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. Go to my website, monicamandel.com and there you can find my email you can find links to the Huffington Post and all about me and you can link into me as well and you can follow me on Twitter at Monica Mandel Well our listeners can find all the information in links of today's episode on idopodcast.com go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives And thank you so much for all the generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you for having me and for giving me this great opportunity. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com